company. Mm-hmm. All right. Yo, so Troy, what, what were you just talking about? Sorry. Dude, I'm just talking about the greatest television show in history. Wait, wait. SNL. Is it? it oh, fuck. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to be like Breaking Bad, The Sopranos, maybe like give it a little bit of intrigue, but. No, no. I, I thought you were going to be like, oh, it's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst television show. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> no, but. uh. Yeah, um, I don't know if like you know you you saw the. I mean, I bet you did see the clip because I sent it to you. But um, they're really like lazy this season on SNL. You're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, on a, I mean, I don't know if it's a whole season or just that like cold opening that they had where they like you know Big Bird and Ted Cruz and Joe Rogan hanging out. I'm gonna keep it 100 percent with you. Did not watch the clip. You didn't watch the clip? Oh my god, dude! Well, let, let me um. Well, actually, thank God you didn't, dude, because it's it, it's real bad. Like they just listed everything that Joe Rogan has like said, and like didn't really put it in like a joking format. Hmm. Like, um, like you know, Big Bird is hanging out with Ted Cruz for some reason on Sesame Street, and then like Joe Rogan, <laughs> who played by Pete Davidson, comes up. You know, he's eating pills and shit, like you know, like the supplements he takes mm-hmm. to, to get rid of COVID, horse pills, all that. Yeah, and, and and like he's just like I eat pills that horses take. Wait, and that was and that was the joke. <laughs> That's it. That was pretty much it, dude. Like that, and then like he's just like this episode is brought to you by S and D because I can S my own D. Oh. Oh yeah, I forgot that. Oh yeah, maybe that's something we should also talk about. Just, just like a side topic, we'll go right back into SNL. But he can suck his own dick. Is that? Did he say that? Yeah, dude. I mean, well, I didn't. I don't know if he actually said he could suck his own dick, but he's just like, I think I can. <laughs> Bro, everybody who's watching this can't see that Troy's levels are kind of peaking out right now. So Troy, you should move away from the mic a little bit. But <laughs> the excitement, <laughs> the the redness of the of the audio that came up when I when I asked you that question was was alarming. Uh, I, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty exciting topic, uh, to say the least. I mean, like, <laughs> so back to SNL, no, <laughs> no, no, yeah. I mean, that's enough of SNL. Cause like literally like it, that was like the joke. And then they're like, live New York on Saturday Night Live. And it's just like, it's like weird, like dream logic, uh, that how they come up with these skits. I feel like it's just like, I, I don't know where they get these ideas from, like who, who hit them? Who hit them in the back of the head with a pan, and then just was like, "Right, motherfucker!" Like, and that's like what comes up. Like, like there was this. Did you ever see the one where it was like Joe Biden and uh, he was like a fly, and he was on Mike Pence's head? No, that was that was fucking the deceased uh, Herman Cain oh. on top of Mike Pence. Well, well it was head. both of them. It, for, okay, so so yeah, we'll, we're gonna move on to the actual topics of this episode before we play our new theme song. But um yeah so what the fuck happened it was like kamala as uh or maya rudolph as kamala and then some other dude is mike pence and they were going back and forth and then joe biden played by jim carrey like really badly by the way um he's in the fly the movie the fly and then they he's jeff goldblum fly joe biden and he's on top of mike pence's head where he meets herman cain who like died at a covid <laughs> rally or, or a trump rally where he caught covid literally died like a month ago like a couple uh, when that skit came out Such like bad like a... taste by the way from from snl like goddamn like mm-hmm. you, you know what it is like um but like honestly like it's kind of like what rebecca jennings um said in like one of her um articles that she wrote where like it like it was about like the the new tv show on amazon about like these millennials who are also like trying to be like personalities like online mm-hmm. And it's basically just like an internet show, but it's just like TV. I feel like TV just does not know how to write about the internet. 
Because, like, the fly on Mike Pence's head, memes for days, memes for weeks. Like, Joe Rogan sucking his own dick, memes for weeks. Yeah. Like, I see what you're saying. Seen on TV, nothing. Fucking crickets. Like, like, it's just like. Like, maybe South Park can do it well, like, kind of, because they can animate and because they can, like, you know, they have the same structure as SNL and stuff, but they, like, they can, like, get away with more. But yeah, SNL, at least recently, yeah, they don't know how to address meme culture. And it just, it just turns into, like, it turns into podcast riffs, but like, um, you know, with real people, like, like acted out. And, and like, honestly, podcast riffs, as I just said before, it's like you got hit in the back of the head with a pan and you just start saying stuff. It's not really like, like, it just comes off the, the top of your head and whatever comes out, it's just like, it is what it is. Like, oh, Joe Rogan's sucking his own dick, you know, and he, and, and, uh, Elon Musk is across from him and Elon Musk is like, oh, okay, I guess I'll suck my own dick or something like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's what, that's what podcasts are. They make no fucking sense. And, um, mm-hmm. Why do yeah. people listen to podcasts, by the way? Why do people listen to our podcast? Yeah. Why, guys? <laughs> <laughs> How? <laughs> no, no. I mean, God, my vocals are... Now I'm seeing they're really red. Yeah, bro, you're okay. peeking. My mo- this motherfucker is peeking right now. Th- Yo, this motherfucker is getting into whole lot of red! <laughs> hey, Taylor's version. It's a burn light. Drake and Kanye have ended their beef. Beef has been tenderized. <laughs> beef has been beaten. They are done. <laughs> Kanye and Drake no. have beaten the meat. I mean, squash the beef. <laughs> this is. <laughs> They've. <laughs> Oh man. Um yes, uh they have finally come to terms. Uh how do you how do you feel about that? Like being a Kanye a proud Kanye stand like yourself mm-hmm. and not being a biggest fan of Drake. How do you feel about that? Um about them coming together? Yeah. Um uh, Kanye is very shifty. So I don't know what he's doing with this. I I know he plans like 5 years ahead when he does things and and he always likes to promise people stuff. So I don't know like I don't know what he's doing. There, there's an event that's coming up on December 9th where it's going to be Kanye and um, and and Drake basically coming together for for Larry Hoover and Larry Hoover Jr. And I've been saying this to my friends, so like uh, you know, this is this is recycled material from my texts and stuff like that. But I've been saying this for like a week. I've been wanting to say this on pod. Uh, this is exactly like that South Park episode where there's the guy, the Chinese food store owner, and he uh, he keeps fucking over the the sushi restaurant owner. And I'm going to put in a little clip just to kind of remind everybody. Uh, actually, I'm not going to. But um, there's No, a, no, no. Do your impersonation. I will not do the impersonation. Um, <laughs> but, but basically, you know, I'm, anyway, the Chinese store owner has these ill intentions. He keeps fucking over the, you know, he keeps going, oh, like, you know, come collaborate with me. Like, we're going to make it good. You know, come to the school assembly. And then he fucks him over. And then he goes to the restaurant again. He's like, oh, let's do the peace ceremony. It reminds me of that because Kanye has in, in the past so many times been like, yo, Drake, come out to Wyoming. Let's do a song together. And then like Lift Yourself comes out and it, that was supposed to be Drake's beat. But Kanye is saying scoop to poop on it or like, you know, the story of added on uh, comes out and then it's just like, oh, Drake has a kid. 
but it's through my, you know, uh, it's through Pusha T. I didn't say it type shit. I, I don't trust Kanye. If I was Drake, I wouldn't trust Kanye, <laughs> to be perfectly yeah. honest with you. Bro, I wouldn't trust him either. Like, uh, like let's be real. I mean, like, um, Kanye has done some pretty, like, fucked up shit to Drake, you know? Like, leaking his home address. Like, yeah, that, I mean, was, that was pretty shitty. I, yeah, we'll get into this later with the Drink Champs episode, but I think... I think that it really is a monument in in um, Toronto or whatever that you can look up because Drake even just did a house tour, like a virtual house tour of his own house. So like, I don't know how, I don't know how public knowledge is, like where his house is at and stuff. We'd have to look that up. But mm-hmm. no, I, I mean, I guess like it it could be public knowledge, but it's just like you know, like you know what you knew what Kanye was doing i know what you mean generally speaking it's just like he he used that excuse i'm sure but it was like mm-hmm. like yeah yeah but you know what though now it doesn't matter because now that they're boys and uh they're gonna have like the best concert of the year i think uh you, you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna go against kanye just a little bit here although i am a kanye stan um drake is a much better performer than him like by miles at this point at least um Really? How God, so? God damn. Did you see the Sunday service with Justin Bieber and Roddy Rich and all them? Kanye couldn't even remember his own fucking lyrics, bro. Yeah. I I, I do remember that a little bit. And I remember um, when he performed Runaway at uh, that wedding yeah. in like Italy. That was horrible. Maybe I got a plan. Run away as fast as you can. That's what it sounded like. She was terrible. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> like, he forgot his own lyrics. Dude, like, one of the biggest songs he's ever written. Yeah, I mean, I've seen him live, and he's actually an incredible performer. And, like, there, there are a lot of rappers nowadays that are content with just, like, throwing on the backing beat, throwing on the lyrics, and just, like, kind of vibing. Like, like the way that Cardi does, which is respectable, fine. You know, you can, you can do different things with that. And, like, it is kind of more... It is fun, like, to jam in the crowd to that. But, like, you know, Kanye, when I saw him at... um. Um, where the fuck was it? It wasn't Governor's Ball. It was like the alternative version of Governor's Ball. Um, um, it was at Mets, whatever. It was like Mets Stadium or whatever in the parking lot. Um, he performed and he was incredible. He was doing all the lyrics. You know what I mean? He was like, there was no backing track. Same at when I saw him on the Yeezus tour. Um, same thing. You know what I mean? He he's usually a very incredible performer, but I think I think now that he can't curse and now that he put that restriction on himself and now that he lets the Sunday service do all the singing for him, he's kind of like lost his way a little bit as a performer. Yeah, honestly, I think, like, I, I do agree with you on that, where, like, I feel like he's not really too focused about performing, more of just, like, look at this cool shit that I made that I'll let other people show you. Well, well, the thing is, I mean, you like, performing in the past is one thing, like, like, like being able to perform a while ago is one thing, but it takes practice, it takes rehearsal, no matter how big of a performer you are, that's kind of what I'm learning, like, as I look more into the music industry and as I get, like, further into it, like, it all takes practice, it all takes rehearsal, no matter how good you are. And I think Kanye is just too busy um, doing a whole bunch of other shit to um, to be able to rehearse things. You know what I mean? Like 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 before the Sunday service, I'm sure that he was like texting people. I'm sure that he was doing a bunch of other shit. I'm sure that he was doing business deals. I'm sure that he was like mm-hmm. he's setting up his interview for drink chips. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of like. Um, I don't know. He kind of reminds me of myself sometimes when I do this podcast. <laughs> like, like I have all day to prepare, but like I'm, I'm writing reviews. I'm like, I'm like researching. I'm doing this and that. And by the time I like actually go to do the interview, or by the time I write the question, sometimes I get flustered. Sometimes like I, you know, I'm like, oh, I should have practiced a little bit more, um, or I should have rehearsed a little bit more. But like, I so I, I can definitely see that with him. But um, going back to the whole Drake thing, the Drake and Kanye uh, dual performance, um, I have no idea what to expect from that at all. 
to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. No, me neither. I mean, like, I'm I'm hoping that like Kanye was actually sincere when he and Drake were sincere when they said that they're gonna drop the beef. Because like I honestly feel like those two together at a concert, like that shit could sell out like a festival. No, you, definitely. You know, you know what I mean? Definitely. Like like those two other like, you know, all due respect, you know, to Drake and Kanye, like they are the biggest like performers in the world ever. Like I, I you know, even bigger than Michael Jackson, just because I think there's just more people to like listen to their music and shit. But like yeah, like they're like one like the two biggest icons in of our generation, and I and I'm super excited to like see that. Hopefully, they do like a live stream so like we could watch it because that yeah, would be, be like cool. amazing. That'd be really cool. I'm excited to see what happens with that. I mean, regardless of what happens, I think that Drake again is a is a really good performer. I think that Kanye has better studio prowess than than Drake at this point and more creativity. But Drake is just very consistent. I mean, even though I didn't like his album, I still gave it a D. And you know what I mean? I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I still, th- again, I think that he's he's just very consistent. Like, you'll always know what to expect from him. If you go to a Drake concert, you're not going to be disappointed. But, you know, it, it uh, with Kanye, it's very inconsistent. Like, like the first listening party for um, Donda, for example, like that would have been a complete waste of money. I would have been pissed about if I went there, right? Because it was just him in the red jacket pointing around, right? Yeah, there's like no performance aspect besides like the visual of him standing. Nothing at all, and you don't even know if it's him. But like the second performance on the on the complete flip side was a uh, absolute treat to be at, and it was like the mix was incredible. It was amazing. Like there was all these extras. It was like fucking, you know, they did they premiered the weekend thing there. It was in Atlanta, like again. And it was better. Like, everything was just, like, crazy. And then you go to the baseball stadium a week later, and it's just, like, the music is kind of shitty. And he spiked his own album a little bit. But, like, there's some extra tracks. And, like, the the stage performance is crazier. But at the same time, the baby is there. And and Marilyn Manson is there. So it's, like, should I even be here? It's, like, he's very inconsistent. Mm -hmm. Drake doesn't really... Drake is very consistent. He's going to come out. He's going to bring out his slew of guests. He's, like, he's almost like Taylor Swift in in that way. Where it's just, like, you're going to go to the concert. The voice is good. You know, the songwriting is questionable and like, and like, you know, it, it's going to be pop and it's going to be kind of the same thing you expect. Kanye, you don't really know what to expect. So when you put Drake and Kanye together in this concert, I, I think I would assume that Drake would do a lot of the heavy lifting to be to be perfectly honest. You know, I, I kind of agree with you on that just because like, like, like you're saying how like Kanye is just so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Kanye has been like, like, I feel like whenever he runs out of shit to say, he instantly tries to go to politics so I feel like he would somehow make his shows like more not about music. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like, you. I feel, Drake, Drake, on the other hand, you know, like he's going to sing his songs. He's going to do some like fun shit with the audience that has to do with his songs. Like it's not going to be like about like, you know, what the fuck's going on like with our, our country and with like his opinions and how the media doesn't blah, blah, blah. You, you know what I mean? Where like you know, Drake is like, I guess, a better performer in that aspect of like, his performance is the it's the performance, you know, like it's not like he's up there to spit out his own agenda or anything. Yeah, I mean, Kanye has kind of always been like that, you know, famously, like when he was on the Yeezus tour, it would just be like, um, like when I saw like when I saw him do Runaway, essentially, he did mm-hmm. Runaway at the end of the song. He let the beat play out the dun 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 dun. And then he just kept going on and on about like loving the person next to you and like you need to love everybody and this and that. And it was like a, you know, 10 minute, like famous, like infamous rant, right? Yeah, as you're saying, Drake doesn't do that. He has no time for that. It's more so like, I need to get through all these hits. All these people are here to see me. I need to make sure I get the R&B songs out. I need to play Hotline Bling. I need to make sure I play the rap shit. So like the, the you know, the quote unquote, like street dudes that are here will like, will not be completely disappointed. 
you know what i mean it's it just he has to perform to every audience and like again as a performer um great but yeah anyway um m- moving on again to, to the unpredictable thing that you were talking about um the joe rogan interview he did a while back uh, i think we can both agree that that was shit right it was really bad um yeah i remember like watching that and like I I literally like left that thing, like being like I I don't think I could listen to his music for a while like, to, no. like I really just needed to, a break from Kanye talking for a very long time after that Joe Rogan interview yeah because he just like he he just kept talking about his water powered school and just like I, I don't know what the fuck he was talking about bro talking just... about the MAGA hat talking about like you know like literally just talking like he like the, the way he talked too like it it seemed like he was trying to say like 10 thoughts in like one sentence yeah because um because again he was in his he was married and he was in his like jesus era and he was in his like he was in this era where it was like and he's on joe rogan too so joe rogan just lets him go and like lets him talk and talk and talk so like i i I think that there was no framing for kanye so he was like he he was trying to like get out eight different points like he wanted to probably say something more explicit something more like you know like his real thoughts but he's like i have to censor myself because if i say curses then it's like you know then i'm you know i i need to curse to fully express myself but i'm not going to say that to people but you know in return i'm just not going to fully express myself in in, in turn i'm just going to like spit out a bunch of bullshit but um this drink champs interview um I, i feel like was a the complete flip side of that where you know he was in a very comfortable setting he was around two, mm-hmm. you know, OGs of the industry, um, Nori, and I forgot the DJ's name, but he's been around for quite a long time. Um, and and a big theme of this this pod this uh, podcast or you know YouTube show or whatever, uh, Drink Champs, was like uh, you know sunning people essentially, or like or like fathers and sons of rap. And you know, um, like Travis, for example, was named as like named by Kanye as like his son or whatever. Like oh, like you know, he he said that a couple times, or he or like almost like Drake too. But Nori, I feel like, is his OG or his his almost like Kanye's dad because Nori has been in the industry and Nori has been in it since Capone and Noriega, which is in the 90s. So he's been, you know, he's been in the industry and he's older than Kanye. So I feel like that gave, you know, Nori a window to kind of be like, hey, like, you know, I can ask you whatever I want because I'm your dad type shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, like, uh, Nori actually knows Kanye West, knows his music, knows, like, like a, a major events in his life right where i feel like joe rogan really knew nothing about kanye like he had nothing really to, to add to the conversation I, I think that's why that interview was so off the rails is because he had nothing to add to that while nori was kind of like uh curating the conversation to like kind of like always link it back to music and talk about like more musical stuff yeah or talk about like iconic moments in kanye's life where like joe rogan was like damn that's wild that's cool pretty much wow. yeah because you know that that all Joe Joe Rogan just like Kanye has no time to prepare right at all, you know he he just does all this other bullshit and like I'm sure before the interview at some point he went he went through his Kanye essentials playlist while he was like doing like a um I don't know some sort of a kettlebell uh deer chasing like fucking like red meat uh uh <laughs> whatever work whatever the fuck he's doing I don't he's even like my favorite know. song is part two yeah I love part two <laughs> what a great song was that you going uh, was that you on there. <laughs> that you saying panda <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, right exactly so it's just like um it, it didn't go as well but the drink champs interview um went well because again kanye is divorced of course it's going to be better jesus king was garbage you know the joe rogan interview was garbage but you know donda was very good 
And the Drink Champs interview mm-hmm. was very good, you know, not just because he was divorced, but because he, you know, divorced himself from this whole pretension that he has to stop cursing and he has to stop being out of pocket and he has to stop being horny. And, um, you know, he just decided to just go off and, and it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And plus, I like how, like, Nori, like, he really hyped Kanye up for everything. You know, like, he's just like, so Kanye, like, your name's, uh... <laughs> he's like, well, so Kanye, your name's uh, Ye now? And he's like, yeah. He's like, all right, that's hard. That's hard. Yeah, yay, that's hard. <laughs> it's it pretty funny. Uh, I, I really, I really enjoyed the enthusiasm that Nori was showing every, every like two seconds, essentially. You know what I mean? Like for 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 anything that Kanye was saying, even if he didn't quite understand what he was saying, he would just like give him this like weird sideways look and be like, I think that's important. I don't know why. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know what the fuck you said, but I agree. Because <laughs> Joe Rogan. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, you know, again, we were talking before about not being very political on this podcast and not bringing up politics, but I feel like Joe Rogan is like the conservative or like skeptic, you know, quote unquote skeptical side of uh, conservative Oprah. Yeah. He's like conservative Oprah. Right. Exactly. And like, he's like that side of the internet. So like, you know, when Kanye was going through his conservative phase, all the conservatives like Charlie Kirk and um, that one woman, I forgot her fucking name. Uh, that lady, she sucks. Uh, ben Marjolaine Shapiro. something. I don't even fucking know. Uh, ben, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> whatever the fuck her name is. Uh, ben Shapiro. All those people were like praising Kanye, right? And they were like, oh, he can. he's a free thinker, this, that, and the other thing. And Joe Rogan uh, spoke to those people. But I feel like Nori spoke to the uh, world star uh, rap. You know, you, you know, like the rap Instagram where it's like they just their, their headlines are just like the dumbest shit. Like mm-hmm. or like or like this or like to us, you know what I mean? Like to the average man, essentially. I feel like, I no, feel like, totally. I feel like Nori was just speaking to like, you know, either the uninformed guy or just like the guy who just wants to know more. Pretty much. No, I was gonna say like Nori, like he actually like appreciates Kanye. He appreciates everything he's like done for like like us as like a culture. You know, like he right. recognizes that like everything that Kanye has done in the past like has affected uh, like us as a whole. Like, which I feel like Joe Rogan didn't really grasp like who his guest really was. Like. Like, he didn't even bring up the fucking George Bush, okay, we're black people. And I love how Nori was not afraid to bring that up at all. Like, he loved bringing that up. He's just like, that is such an iconic moment in your life. Yeah, Nori was just, like, almost like poking the bear with certain things that he was saying uh, that I really liked. Like, even, um, even like, when he defaulted to just, like, this person versus that person, it was, like, it was like very pointed. Like, like when he brought up Big Sean, I feel like he, he kind of knew what he was doing. And I love, I love the fact that Kanye got the fucking... Uh, this is going to be very outdated by this point. Everybody has probably seen this clip because uh, it's like we're releasing this like like two weeks after it came out or whatever. But like where he pulls up the gravestone and he's just like he's like tracing over like I, you know, I deserve to be, you know, in the ground because I signed Big Sean. And <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I love that part, man. I was like dying, especially when he's just like. They talk about it's like man, like like I told him like don't make your no- your first number one song ass. Like he's been walking through the airport, people just go up to you and say ass, 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 ass. <laughs> it's so true. It really, you know what's funny? Like he like when he said that, like my first thought was like we said that like when we first even started the page when we did our big shot review of uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. outdated last year, we were like this is ass, 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 ass. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, exactly. <wow>. exactly. <laughs> I, I I love that. It's like I I love the way that Kanye he is a billionaire, and you know to some degree fuck him because he's a billionaire. But like 
I love how he was able to speak to the world star comment section in such a specific way where it was like people, people, you know, anything that anybody brings up, whether it's a theory or whether it's a diss or whether it's a this or that, he brought it up in some way, even like Drake fucking Kim. He brought that up like in some sort of way where he was just like, he didn't fuck her, but like, why does he keep making these bars at her and stuff like that? And it was like, it was like he addressed any, any, anything that anybody has ever asked about Kanye or like made a meme about or joked about. I think that he addressed it because I think literally he sees all the memes and shit because he follows people that, that are mutuals with us, bro. He follows like, like, I don't think he follows Kanye Armenia, but he follows like, um, Kanye with artists. That's a page that we follow and that we're mutuals with. He follows, um, watchmedia.co. That's a page that follows us that we've been following for a while. It, it, he mm-hmm. follows all these pages that make memes and, and news and jokes about him and he's on his phone all the fucking time so i'm sure for a week before this interview or for a couple of days before this interview he saw the memes he saw this he saw that and he was like all right i'm gonna address all of this because like you know mm-hmm. no I, I know exactly what you're talking about because like anori did such a good job in this interview because he asked the questions we all had yeah 100 percent. or or kanye just just fucking talked about it like the two of them were like a tag team I feel like where it was like, yeah, Nori asked the questions that we wanted to hear, just like you said. And Kanye just like, you know, sometimes Nori didn't ask a question at all. And and he just let Kanye talk. And that actually benefited because Kanye would go off into sections where it was just like, whoa, I didn't even ask that. But you're you're going off and you're continuing to, you know, bring up things that we all need to hear. That's hard. That's That's hard. hard. (laughs) (laughs) Just like like blind encouragement. Um, Mm -hmm. So you saw you saw this interview today. You were watching it today. I watched it like a week ago when it first uh, popped up. Um, what else stuck out to you in, in part one? I'm trying to I'm trying to remember what else he he said. Uh, for me, um, like what really popped out for me was uh how much of appreciation he has for Drake. Yeah, um, yeah. Y- you know, because like like we said earlier in this episode of like they have always like had like this like hate for each other, and that, to hear Kanye like actually be like. All right, like Drake is pretty good. Drake is kind of like me, except he sings to like he makes rap music for like in a specific way. I make rap music in another specific way, but they're both equally as good. You know, I I really like how he said that, just because like uh, I mean, it really helped too. Like I think that that him saying that really helped Drake and uh, Kanye's beef kind of die. And also, just like you know, like how are you gonna like not admit that? Drake's been pretty solid for the past 10 years. Yeah, I mean, he kind of dissected Drake in, in in ways that were kind of disrespectful, but like kind of like, again, it's what yeah. everybody was thinking. Like like the way he was like, oh, Drake, like, you know, um, uh, he we it's like it's like rap war where he he'll contact every single person in my family and every woman in my life. And he'll ask this and that. <laughs> I thought that that was yeah. really interesting. I thought, that, you know, what was another interesting thing that, that Kanye does for confrontation I love how like he'll just like if when he if he has shit to say to somebody he'll put you in a group chat with all your peers and call you out. Yeah, <laughs> the two of them are like like so catty. It's really funny. Like like the way that Drake like ooh like like go, goes around to all the women in Kanye's life and just like spreads like I don't know if he spreads rumors but he just like needs to you know ask everybody and then Kanye with the group chat he's like. They're like two different types of um, like catty person, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, they're what the media loves, though. You know, which is another point that I thought Kanye, uh, a good point Kanye had too. Just like a lot of their beef was like kind of just for like us, <laughs> and like for like media. You, you know what I mean? I mean, pretty much. Like, 
like to sell headlines like i really also like the metaphor that kanye said of just like sometimes like when they like went at it and like like he would have his like leander um like moment where he just bites his fucking ear off oh the uh the as um god damn is it a vander holyfield a vander holyfield moment where yeah drake is a vander and he gets like his ear bit off or whatever that's what you're saying right mm-hmm. yeah that's exactly what i'm saying uh i really like like that analogy too because like you know we see that when when they fucking fight or whenever like they post shit about each other like you know they they have done stuff that wasn't cool but i really liked how he was able to like kind of like make that metaphor like i'm just like yeah you did have those kind of moments it's funny because yeah because drake is more of a consistent traditional boxer like a vander where it's just like he's not gonna bite your ear off he's just gonna like <laughs> throw punches and he's gonna get you sometimes sometimes he's not because like i don't know like the like the life of the party thing where it's just like he like drake pretty much dissed himself with that one where it is, it is, yeah, it is kind of like seeing two boxers go against each other. But Kanye is like more like Tyson, where he's way more unconventional, way more controversial. You know, he loses hard, but he comes back stronger than ever. Just like when he fought, um, I don't remember exactly who it was, but I remember that he fought somebody, and then he came out to the the song intro by DMX, and like that was like a huge moment for um, what's his name? But um, uh, for fucking uh, goddamn it, Mike Tyson. And Kanye, yeah, Kanye definitely has those moments where he falls off and then comes back like super fucking hard. And, uh, you know, again, Mm -hmm. Drake is like more like a Vander where it's just like he's just like consistent. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, he's just a boxer. Mm -hmm. He's just doing his thing. Like, and he's very successful at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, uh, totally. And um, I think another thing that really stood out to me, too, during this, like as first time watching this was that I don't think Kanye knows what happened with Marilyn Manson uh i mean that was that was you know we can definitely get into that because i think i think the theme that we kind of talked about before we started was the good the good the bad and the ugly and this these two interviews i think have all have all three uh in mm -hmm. them no it definitely does like like you know i'm not saying like like you know i'm not saying like you know Marilyn manson is cool in any regards i i think like what he did was was pretty bad no he's a rapist straight up yeah yeah straight up but like the way that Kanye was talking about him, he really just sound like not informed of like what was going on. Like he was talking about hugs, he was talking about like 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 showing like affection or something. Like it just like I'm just like, dude, you really just don't know who you're talking. Like I think like he thought like, oh, Marilyn Manson, controversial person. I'm controversial. The baby's controversial. Let's do it. Yeah, you but can't cancel didn't... us all. It's like, mm-hmm. no, seriously. Like he like like it's just, but it's just like. Yeah, I mean, you're right, as in we can't cancel this all, I guess, but also, like... Did you, you rape somebody, know. bro? No, then don't... Yeah, they don't have a rapist standing next to you on a Sunday, <laughs> like... No, it, or exactly. At all. <laughs> at all. Like, <laughs> yeah, at all. He, nobody asks you to do it. Like I, like, I get, like, you know, he just is trying to be controversial, but, like, hearing him, like, try to, like, describe that situation very vaguely, it just seemed like he just had no idea what he was talking about. No, and that was definitely one of the faults of this, uh, of Noriega, and, and the fact that they were just all drunk, and the fact that it was all, like, strictly friendly, because the, the interview could have turned very ugly and could have turned very negative quickly, but I think the whole, like, positive vibe of it and the whole, like, open vibe of it kind of, like, you know, Noriega was just happy that he was there and that he didn't just fucking leave in the middle of the interview, so I feel like he, he there was no pushback at all. With Joe Rogan, there was no pushback, but it was like there was no guidance either. With this, there were some good moments gleaned out of it. There was some good gossip gleaned out of it because Kanye is in a kind of very rare place at this moment where he's just being a fucking off the wall oddball. But like, yeah, he should have. He he like. There's no excuse um, with the baby. It's like that's a whole other thing. The baby is not. You know, the baby has his own has his own thing. 
it's it's weird that Kanye brought him on stage. Whatever. He's on he's on a forgiveness campaign. In my opinion, what Marilyn Manson did is completely and totally unforgivable. And mm-hmm. um there's no redemption for him. And he should not have fucking brought him on stage. Uh, I'm I'm still very mad about that. I'm still mad that he's on Donda. Uh, I'm still mad that he brought him up. And 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 you're right. Like I don't think he, I don't think he knows enough about the situation, or he's just being purposely ignorant to just have this controversial rapist. You know, fucking stand next to him all the time. Get him the fuck mm-hmm. out of here. It's not helping your case to free Larry Hoover to have a fucking rapist next to you. It's not. Mm-hmm. No, totally, man. Like that. That's what really stuck out to me, though. Is just like. He really does not know what the fuck Marilyn Manson did. He <laughs> doesn't. But, but like, like, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll do the next thing that that really yeah, yeah. to me too. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that I think I loved that, it when I think he that called, needed, Yeah, I'm sorry. I think that definitely needed to be addressed. That I'm happy you brought that up. No, yeah. I, I mean, just like watching, you know, just like because I've always wondered why he did it, and then after watching this, I'm still just like, like I guess the why is that he just doesn't know. Uh, but like also you should know because people ask why the company you you should know the company you keep 100 percent. and and the 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 fact that he never asked the the fact that people are asking why is the only reason why he had them there if nobody it's just like on you know um part one of uh father stretch my hands um you know i don't worry if they say something i'd be worried if they said nothing and it's like the fact that he has marilyn manson there people are going to say something so kanye is like let me bring him and same with Elon. I mean, Elon, you know, uh, he's a he's a billionaire. He's a piece of shit. And and like we said on the past episode, he's like his family is like a, like like blood like br- blood emerald miners, you know, uh, allegedly. Um, so like the fact that he's he keeps that guy's company. He's on you know Instagram with him all the time. It's just like people are gonna say something. So whenever Kanye does anything, people are gonna say something. And that's why he, you know, I I feel like after Jesus is King, people said nothing. People were just like, yeah, this album sucks. We're, that's it. And now it's just like. He he needs to like he feels the need to just totally like go wacko with it, with, like totally fucking go crazy with it, and just you know. But um, but again, like you know, stirring up controversy is one thing, cool. But yeah, uh, we can definitely move on. But fuck Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck him. Um, next one that I thought was pretty funny, which is a highlight for me, was when um when he was talking about Kim, and like uh, when he's just like, she's still my wife. Oh my and then, god. Like, the divorce dad bro, energy, bro. The divorce dad, bro. I was dying because like he's just like, yeah, she's still my wife, and Nori's like, yeah, okay, that's hard. Yeah, that's your wife, man. I like that. Yeah. So what's up with her and Pete Davidson? It's like, <laughs> yeah, dude, literally, when, when like when like he was talking about SNL, I love when Kanye was just like SNL just wanted Kim on there just to pop off the bar that we were divorced. Man, I knew that was because we're publicists. I fucking hate her publicist. <laughs> that was really funny. And, and that was a bar um because snl has very few of those but at the same time bro pete davidson was writing all those sketches with your wife he wrote himself in to kiss your wife your ex-wife sorry and he's going on dates with her so and you're you know what i i know some things about some people yeah uh, you're, you're doing your thing too so don't <laughs> you know i know who the fuck you follow on instagram bro i i i they're all blacked out but i can see who you're following so Mm-hmm. he's following them but um you know he's not paying the money you know like yeah. the only pay- <laughs> bro yeah yeah more the ugly so, <laughs> okay so this is yeah this is more of like an ugly moment too was like the, the only fans just discourse he had i think was totally off he really just like just doesn't understand only fans either like like he was trying to say that like pe- that women are like on are on only fans for just like attention which I'm just like, bro, what the fuck? Like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You know what? The, 
I, I actually included um the the um the remote control clip where he's like, "You're my only fan." At the end of that interview I did last week with Rebecca, I'm gonna cut that, you know, because it, it it is it is it perfectly fits into the episode. But fuck him, bro. Fuck him for that, man. Pay these in, pay these only fans women, bro. How cheap are you? Come on. You're a billionaire, and like you're saying that you that's the one thing you won't buy. Yeah, for real. I I don't understand. Like, I, I get maybe him not wanting to get it, get it traced to him and and have OnlyFans girls go like, oh, Kanye subscribes to me. But there's you know you're a billionaire, bro. There's ways that you can do it and still pay these women fairly for what they do because what they're doing is a service and you're just stealing it off Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like, I think that's the funniest part of this interview too. Was that fucking Kanye's on Reddit? Like, what the fuck are you doing on Reddit, dude? Are you part of the Reddit community now? <laughs> You're right. Honestly, more than anything, except for, again, except for the Marilyn Manson stuff, this is this is definitely the, the ugliest part of the interview. Not not that he doesn't pay sex workers, because that is also very ugly, but a degree uglier than that is that he's a Reddit guy. Seriously, like, fucking, I bet he was going, like, crazy when they were, um, for, like, when they had the big snap with Thanos and all that <laughs> shit on Reddit, when the whole... <laughs> He's probably like, please snap me, please. <laughs> Bro, I, I bet he, I bet he's on, I bet he's a moderator of forums on there, and he's like, when people post something that's like slightly not on topic, he'll be like, this is not for that, this is not for that page, and and you're actually going to get reported because this has nothing to do with this topic, and this and the other thing, and you should actually read the rules of Reddit because that's Kanye. <laughs> dude, I would much rather him be that than the dude who comments on porn Reddits. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> oh wow bro that's pure you know Let what me i mean suck those toes <laughs> oh no <laughs> he honestly might if he's on reddit bro he honestly i can totally see him being like amongst like 70 other guys in like some sort of like uh uh, uh pornhub ads you know r slash pornhub ads or something just like yo <laughs> this link is sick <laughs> yo this was really nice i really enjoyed myself kanye, <laughs> kanye west won <laughs> you slash kanye west won yeah no seriously like i, I think that's probably the worst part of it is just knowing that he is on reddit <laughs> yeah wait can, can i uh can i do a little little segue just, i just want to dis reddit a little bit more i haven't been on reddit in like three years Right. I mean, only passively just to like maybe look at some this or that, like maybe to find like a stream of a movie or something. I went back on Reddit. Gave, I gave it a try. I went on the Machine Girl uh, uh, subreddit to try and get Machine Girl tickets as a DJ. Um, and I got scammed out of $100 from one of you motherfuckers out there. So, you know, hmm. fuck Reddit, bro. <laughs> That's all. What's next? Sorry, you, you caught me in mid-drink. Oh. Um, <laughs> just like drink champs, I'm over here drinking... Um, oh, I'm drinking beer. I'm not drinking Henny right now. I, I, I can't do liquor at a podcast. Yeah, we're the drink champs over here. We're not drink. We're not drinking on that uh, Japanese whiskey or anything, but I got a acai. Uh, it is Japanese beer, uh, so kind of... Oh, wow. You know what, I, what I'm drinking? Actually, it's the Blue Moon uh, Hazy Juicy Pale Ale. They just got an IPA. Which I'm just like, wow, good for them. So, you know, no, pl- we're not sponsored by them, but I just really enjoy Blue Moon. <laughs> they just got it in, <laughs> like, stock. <laughs> Brand no. new. Yeah. <laughs> Brand new everything. <laughs> no, but, um, uh, let's see, what else that really stuck out for me? Soldier Boy? <laughs> uh, oh, the Soldier Boy. See, like, that stuck out for me just because, like, we all know. <laughs> we all heard the verse. Yeah, the verse was terrible. That yeah, that's the other good thing about this interview that Kanye is just like yeah, that verse sucked. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something too I like about Kanye too in this interview is that like he, he kind of just like like we all agree that that Soldier Boy verse was bad and that like he didn't have to flame that badly, but like you know he had to say something. It was just funny seeing the um the reaction from Soldier Boy after and then the and then the uh, reconciliation you know after that because like Kanye didn't use his verse. And uh, Soja Boy got mad, and 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 uh, th- this was actually a little while ago that that this all started, like because because on the song Remote Control he didn't put his verse on, and Soja Boy was so pissed off on on Twitter, and he's like, oh, like I think he said something about like he fucked Kim K or this, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> like he, he he went really I'm personal. the first rapper to fuck Kim K. <laughs> he, he went real personal with it, whatever. But now he did this interview, then then Kanye brought it up again and said that Soja Boy is very influential, but like the verse was bad, and um. He, on Soldier Boy's stream, he was just like absolutely going crazy. He was just like screaming, and he was just like, he's like, I'm gonna pull he's up like, the text, motherfucker. Like, he's like, what the fuck? That's not what he texted me. <laughs> yeah, it, it is funny to see the fail kids of the, uh, or the fail people rather, because Soldier Boy's an older guy, but like the fail people of the, uh, of, of Donda. Like, like, you know, first it was him, then it was that producer <laughs> that, um, that fucking oh, didn't show up on time. Yeah. <laughs> Go, find God. <laughs> don't come in He's my like, god yeah the producer is like sorry i have anxiety i didn't show up on oh i left the refrigerator open or whatever that tyler meme is <laughs> but it's just like yeah he just like I didn't show up <laughs> he just didn't show up for the day because he's like oh i woke up late and then i was worried so i just didn't show up it was just like <laughs> go on i wonder like i wonder if that dude ever found god i wonder man i mean you know it's not what we're all trying to do we're all just trying to find god I mean, essentially, yeah. Uh, I mean, if God if God makes you billions of dollars, I guess, you know, fuck it. You know what's funny too? Like, like I gotta say, Kanye, like he he had some pretty funny uh, one liners, like 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 jokes. Throughout yeah, the whole yeah. He he went back to being hilarious, for sure. Dude, I, I like I, this one joke that really stuck out for me was just like. Like when he was making fun of uh, Kamala Harris, and he's just like ninety-seven percent of like black women voted for her. Like if Drake was running, oh uh, yeah, that was that was a good one. <laughs> you would have thought Drake was running. Yeah, I was fucking dying. <laughs> that was a really good one. He, he got a lot of good bars off. Honestly, he was really going off. I, I just I wish I could have them fresh in my head because I watched this so long ago, and it was just it. Oh my god, I was laughing to myself on the couch so fucking much. Like. Just with oh, everything dude. that he was saying, it was just like every minute, every every like every other minute, he was just like he just he was just saying either something really stupid, like I don't know, like he'll be like uh like media comes in multi forms, that's why they call it multimedia or something like that, like something like <laughs> and and then always like wow, <laughs> wow, okay, that's hard, that's hard, you know, yeah, yeah Zoom, everybody uses Zoom to talk to each other. But why don't we zoom in on each other's feelings or something like that? Like, it was just like, like yo, we're all uh, we're all like iPhones, and uh, I and iPhones got those um, uh, uh, what are those things? Um, uh, pro- processor, yeah. They, so we're processing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, Steve Jobs is God, and we're all his iPhones. <laughs> we're all his iPhones. <laughs> like it was the Joe Rogan kind of shit, but it was like. 
just just with nori's encouragement and with him being drunk like like half remembering the thing like like on on joe rogan's podcast it felt like it was all a bunch of dumb shit but like it was like a it was almost like a script that he had memorized for like hours before and he's like all right these are all my dumb points i'm gonna make and i'm gonna read them off a cue card with no variation this it was just like he he was getting these stupid bars off but they were either like half remembered or like half baked or like didn't (laughs) make sense and it was it made for some honestly very comedic moments i will say no, seriously, like, like, but going off what you're saying about like scripted stuff, like it sounded like, I mean, plus like in, in this like this uh, particular interview, like it felt like more concise rather than the Joe Rogan one, where he's trying to get out ten thoughts out in one sentence. Yeah, this yeah, one like yeah. he he was able to get his thoughts out, but I was still like kind of scratching my head at some shit he was saying, like especially when he talks about like the media and shit, and like talking about like how. Like the black community was coming after him, and that like um, big people in the black community, like Charlemagne the God, was like saying that they, they're not going to fuck with him anymore because he works for a corporation who's owned by the white institution. Mm-hmm. You you know what I mean? Like like I'm like I'm like I see what you're saying. I think you're wrong, but I see what you're saying now. Like like you know like I'm not saying like his his argument is valid in any form or anything. Yeah, but I'm just like. At least I was able to like fully understand him because like on the Joe Rogan one, he's just like like going off. He's just like dolphins are in the ocean, and when the dolphins swim, and then like then iPhones come in, oh, and then I see. we can take pictures, and then like you know we, and then like next thing you know, like I come in with my album, and then uh, you know my movie director is the fantasy, and then bam, beautiful picture of a dolphin. Oh, I I see what you're saying because it was like uh, yeah on on um this po- on this youtube thing like he was maybe making a good point about like power structures and that kind of stuff and maybe he was drunk and like he wasn't getting it out properly so you didn't quite 100 percent agree with him or understand exactly what he was saying but you can kind of get the point even if he was wrong or even if he was right and you know whatever but like yeah on joe rogan it was like it was like snl where you get hit in the head with the <laughs> you get hit in the back <laughs> of the head with the pan and it's just like what is this big bird talking to ted cruz uh, with Pete Davidson <laughs> as Joe Rogan sucking his own dick, yeah. We'll like... have the scrawniest guy play this little Jack dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes sense. Let's have a tall, scrawny guy with with a Hillary Clinton tattoo play <laughs> Joe Rogan. Oh my god, dude, that shit was so. You know, there's another funny bar that he had when when he was like name dropping like crazy. When he was like, "Yeah, I was sitting at this table with Oprah and with uh, I forget the other dude, and <laughs> sitting Clinton. in front of me was Hillary Clinton, and that was the only time I was with her." yeah oh yeah yeah that was a really good one that was a really good one. Oh man i was like damn man yeah like, that, that, that was one good bar that was one where he spoke for the unspoken too because honestly the voter turnout for hillary clinton i didn't vote for trump okay i'm just gonna say that right away you know what i mean i did vote for hillary but um i will say that uh the voter turnout was very low because nobody cared about her and a lot of people you know it's not that they weren't with her like women they were just not with hillary clinton because she was just not a good candidate and it's just like like just saying that even though he supports trump and i don't support that because fuck trump he's way worse you know what i mean hillary clinton was definitely the lesser of the two evils but you know most people can just be like yeah hillary clinton kind of sucked like and and Mm -hmm. and i thought it was funny that he mentioned hillary clinton (laughs) i just thought that was really like that was that was like the first name drop or like this maybe the third one after oprah and whoever was next to him but i thought that that was a really funny one honestly oh steven spielberg that's what it was oh yeah steven spielberg next to oprah across from hillary clinton that was yeah, that was a, that was an incredible first uh, set of name drops, and I, I love the name drop counter on here too. That was great. Oh, I love that too. Like, because you know, only Kanye, like, could do all that shit, and we'll be like, 
Okay, man, that's hard. That's hard. I get you. Like, you know, you actually fuck with these people. Like, you know these people. Like, you were, your life is just insane. Like, which I'm just like, thank you for letting us kind of see that weird moment in your life. Yeah, it is kind of, it is kind of cool because, um, again, shout out to, I'm going to tag him in this. Um, shout out to Kanye with artists. Um, really great Instagram page. He, he highlighted a, a similar thing to this where it was just like basically all the name drops. Like, there was all these people that I didn't even know that he met up with. Like, he has like, 10 pictures with you ever hear of a track um the dj Mm -hmm. yeah he has like 10 pictures with him and there's like so and like different outfits so you can just tell it's like they fucked with each other in like 2008 but like he doesn't talk to a track anymore and it's just crazy like like the phases that he goes through it's just like you just see the outfits that he's wearing and it's just like like why why does he have 20 pictures with katie perry it's like he doesn't fucking talk to her anymore it's like (laughs) you know what i mean i mean for all that you know bro literally like kanye's i feel like kanye's the type of dude who like texts like a random person and just be like hey how you doing and then like fucking talk to them and then he's like yo i'm in your area like i'm gonna come over and it's just like what yeah that's true like Uh, he he he, uh he was talking to michael cohen uh I forgot what his exact role is. I I don't know if he was like the FBI instructor during like the Trump administration or something, but he had like a meeting with Michael Cohen while he was wearing that weird ass fucking mask and he was like somehow drinking espresso through it. Like that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, it, but right, like I feel like Kanye is the only person who's able to be like if he hits you up, you better answer. Yeah, they'll just answer and they'll just get coffee with him no matter what the fuck he's wearing. Like he's wearing his fucking big big ass SpongeBob rubber boots, you know, with his fucking stupid ass mask that he bought in Berlin. You know, with the full Balenciaga jacket and pants and all that shit that, you know. Ooh, speaking of that, I I thought, like, uh, a real instant tidbit or story that he had. I wish he kind of went more indefinite. But when he says that when he was in, like, in Berlin or something, and he was just like... Like the like, there was like some situation going on to where like a, a policeman was like, oh a gun yeah, at him. yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely buried the lead with that one. That was a, that was crazy. What the fuck was that? Yeah, I, I wish he talked more about that. But he like he was just like he's like in that moment he's just like, well, this is how it, this is how it ends, I guess. Him in a fucking big ass mask, like just walking around Berlin. I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. This is the Dave Chappelle spe- special that I wanted. Like, like the way that Kanye so candidly talks about like these celebrities in this joking way and with these punchlines, and then he ends it with like, "I was in Berlin, uh, you know, some guy came out to me, a police officer pulled out a gun on me, and I was like, this is it, this is the end, that's it." Like that, that was fucking profound. Like, holy shit, dude. I mean, like, I feel like the whole time during like this interview is that he always tried to find moments where he could sound profound. But I feel like only like like maybe like thirty to forty percent hit. Couple of them where hit. It was profound. Yeah, right. right yeah, I that's agree. what I'm saying. Like there was a good percentage that hit, but a, a lot of misses. But it's just like you know he was going off the cuff, like what we are doing right now. Pretty much. I mean, th- I think this is like a good way to wrap up the whole um the whole Kanye interview and the whole like everything that's been going on with him because like really like it, this interview was like the interview that produced like a thousand memes like. Like, like it was like usually what happens in interviews like this, like, um, like he did the Zane Lowe interview, right? For instance. And the one big meme from that, there was only one. And it was just him talking about, um, Wreck-It Ralph, right? Where he's like, mm-hmm. I'm the glitch. Remember that? <laughs> I do remember that. This was that, like with 200 of those moments. So there was no, like, there was no way to like, there was no accurate way watching this interview to like, to find the meme because it was just all like. Every other second, it was like you wanted to take a clip of it or you wanted to screenshot it or something. But then he says something else and you have to keep watching. It was it was very interesting. Honestly, it was 
it was definitely the best interview I've seen in quite a while. Again, excluding all the Marilyn Manson shit, excluding excluding the um uh the OnlyFans shit, excluding the weird thing that he said in the second interview about you know anti-Semitism and that it's not really anti-Semitic and whatever the fuck that was. I don't know what that was, but excluding all that, this is definitely mm-hmm. the best interview you know that I've seen in in quite a while because you know. Uh, honestly this is like the album that i wanted from him <laughs> like he was cursing he all the features were there all the name drops were there you know what i mean this is the album that i wanted out of kanye mm-hmm. only problems <laughs> that uh brad would know you know, you know what i mean yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what i wanted it's just like i want to hear all the problems that only brad would that know. only brad would know this was this was three hours of the problems that only brad would know yeah pretty much i mean yeah you pretty much nailed it right you pretty much hit it right on the head right there oh man yeah speaking of that not only was he kind of like scatterbrained over this um, interview, the Donda Deluxe drop. My God. Yeah, the, oh. the Donda Deluxe is a perfect encapsulation of this interview because it was just a lot of good shit buried with a bunch of questionable shit ordered in a weird-ass way. Yeah, the the order was weird. What I thought of the order was just like, it kind of felt like he took what he thought was like the greatest hits of Donda and like put all those songs up in the front. And then this, the rest were like kind of the quote unquote like not hits of the album. That's honestly kind of a good point. I'm looking at it right now. I mean, it's like Don the Chant, which honestly has to go for obviously has to go first no matter what, right? I would. I mean, I would have put it last, but that's just me though. Me too. But I just like um, within the structure of the album, like the way that he yeah. wants it or whatever. Like it, it is called Donda. So starting it off with Donda, 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 I guess makes sense. But yeah, Hurricane is first. Moon is like a, a TikTok like slam at this point. Life of the Party is the big track that everybody's waiting for. Then it's Off the Grid. Obviously, Off the Grid is like one of the biggest tracks. Jail, obviously one of the biggest tracks. Praise God with with Travis Scott, of course. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It it really is like that. It, it's it's honestly crazy. But the ordering, it it didn't bother me. Hurricane to Praise God didn't bother me. Once Come to Life came on in the middle of the album, I was like, this shit. It just it it should be at the end. Like you you can't have like a big piano like song like that right after praise god you know what i mean like it, it was such like a hard like trap rap song yeah and for you to go from like a hard song like that to like come to life like another one that i i i didn't think really matched up well either was uh if you go farther down remote control part two into the god breathe i thought that transition was really bad it was rough i mean honestly no child left behind is, is really great at the end too um no child left 24 hours and no child left behind like like seeing it live uh, i was talking to my buddy mike about this shout out mike um perfect like literally it's just perfect the way that he did it when we saw him because like all the cursing was there all the best features were there etc but it was like everything was like it really felt like a, there was a through line to everything and it ended with you know um uh hurricane into i can even just pull it up here because honestly like like i can just describe it like the way that it happened narratively like when we saw it like um like lord i need you you know into hurricane into 24 into come to life into no child left behind it's just like people out there maybe you don't know the exact track listing so i'm going to kind of just break down this section for you it's very gospel inspired it's like a lot of organs and as it devolves it becomes less about kanye and more about like you know, it becomes less about Kanye and more about like the organs and the ascension and like the, you know, the light and that kind of thing, which I, which I like, but this is just like gospel song followed by, you know, trap song followed by a part two of Jesus Lord followed by like heaven and hell. And then remote control comes back and then it's the pop smoke song, but then Jonah's after, and then it's pure souls. 
And Pure Souls is like one of the best songs on the album. Why is it like relegated to like this like pseudo bonus section? It doesn't it makes no fucking sense. No, no sense at all. But like another thing that didn't make any sense to me was uh, Remote Control Part Two, where like he added Cuddy because that's that's the part that I was just like I was so sad about that he cut and he finally added it and then he added like another minute of of gobble 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 <laughs> like of the, the glub glub guy like uh, like what are you doing, Troy? Like, Troy, are we gonna fight about this? Well, what you like glub 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 You like that shit? He is one of the... He is... Okay. In 2017, Playboy Cardi first came on the scene. Everybody thought that he was so bad, right? <laughs> this nonsense oh, parts. my God. <laughs> <laughs> if you just look at the fucking history... He's one of the most misunderstood... He's one of the most misunderstood... I don't know what... I don't know what I'm going to do with that audio, but... Yeah. No, oh, my God. It's, it's pretty bad. I agree. <laughs> It was just so weird. Like, it, it was just like, I don't know. I feel like Kanye was just like, okay, like, I have a really good album on my hand. Let me just fuck it up. <laughs> That's exactly what he did with the third listening party when it was just like, why is the baby on jail now? And we actually found out in the Drink Champs interview that he did, in fact, that was a troll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was trolling Jay-Z for no reason. <laughs> he's so petty. <laughs> He's just like he's like. I remember I was looking at Jay's face, and Jay like thought like his part was about to come on, and then he hears the baby, and he's just like mad, just mean muggins. <laughs> he, he really is a Reddit guy. He's just like troll face. Like I could just see his face like slowly turning into the, like the 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 classic troll face, just like looking at Jay Z from the side, just like hey, like <laughs> right. Kind of is like it's like that one meme of just like you know like the dude's crying but then has like that smiling mask on top of his face. <laughs> That's Kanye. It's Kanye <laughs> with the gla- with the Balenciaga glasses and the and the literal masks. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, I mean, uh, yeah, this Don the Deluxe is pretty bad. Um, yeah, what'd you think of the new tracks? Like completely um, new ones, like um, Up from the, Ash- the Ashes. What'd you think of that one? I didn't like Up from the Ashes at all. I didn't like it either. Like, I I thought it was, like, it was kind of past that, you know? Like, where, like, that would have been cool, I guess, on, like, the first version. Yeah. But, like, on the fourth version? Yeah, because will this be the fourth version? The it's, like the, it's honestly, like, the fifth, because the first version came out, then it was the second version that I saw, then it was the third version in Chicago, then it was the fourth version in, uh, that came out, like, that everybody has been playing. Now this is the fifth edition. And he censored. You know what the other thing he did? He censored even more stuff. Like, like on off the grid, he took off that line where Cardi is like, "I smoke a op pack and let your bitch try it." It's just like all blanked out. It's like oh, he, he's like me yeah. editing this podcast badly. Like, 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 <laughs> like some of the episodes that are edited really shittily. Like the first, I mean, this episode would probably be edited badly. Fuck it. I mean, honestly, like it's he's like, but I'm not a professional. I'm not like Mike Dean or anything. The way he edits is Bro, like. Y- y- but say like, we're not doing this shit in like in Mercedes Benz Stadium like twice yeah, a week. It's just, <laughs> it, it's just funny. Like like he has all these resources at his hand, but he edits them like a like an amateur podcast editor. Like he'll just like he'll just like go into like the audio and go to like minute forty five or like whatever, and he'll just like he'll just he'll just like go into Audacity and just like um um what do you call it? Fucking like leave silence where the lyrics are supposed to be, rather than fade them in or be or call up Cardi and be like, hey, could I get just like an extra take from you or like any of that. Which he has the resources to do. He he. Instead of doing that, he just decides to like put bleeps where Andre three thousand was saying things, or like just totally blank mm-hmm. out a whole thing. It's like, bro, I'm the not three. Real bad. 
I'm not in third grade. I don't want to listen to this fucking censored rap. Like, no, weird. yeah. Also, I really didn't like the bleeps on on Life of the Party either. Because like, I would uh, the song would have sounded better if he just would have just silenced it. You know what I mean? Like, I I would rather have silence than hear a beep. Like when when he was cursing. Like it's just like, what is this reality TV? Like why why do you need to have the beeps in there? Yeah, it sounds weird. Did I did I send you the um the the uh, uncensored version of Life of the Party? It's actually on Spotify. Oh really? Uh, oh, you know what? That makes sense. I think you did send that to me because like I clicked it and then like for some reason it took me to like another like link outside the album. Okay, that makes more sense. Now. Yeah, it's, it was released as a single on the same day and it's uh, explicit. And that that also speaks to another part of this album that that um is very interesting and that like hmm. it. it you know, um, I'm, I'm going to definitely talk about Taylor Swift's Red in just a second because, like, it, it pertains to it. Trust me, guys. Uh, I'm not just – no more Taylor Slander. Just, you know, pertains to it. Um, it relax. It, you know, the, the revision the, – the, the way that – the way that being a stan plays into um, this album is very interesting because to the passive listener, which is, like, maybe 60% of the country, 70% of the country, whatever, who's going to just listen to this as, oh, this is the new Kanye album. Let's give it a spin. You know what I mean? Um, they're going to just listen to, you know, Donda from front to back or Donda Deluxe from front to back and just be like, okay, like that's the album. That's it. But like the level, this album is, it, it could be like a, um, a C plus to a A minus to an A, depending on how willing you are to really um, edit it together and piece it together like a Frankenstein monster. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm about to say, like, I will say, like, the editing for some of the songs, like, was difficult, um, especially in, like, Never Abandon Your Family. Right. Because, like, I remember hearing that on the first listening party, and, like, that was, like, one of my favorites. Just the way that he was able to mix it to where, like, he was singing the chorus over his mom, like, saying over and over again, Never Abandon Your Family. Mm-hmm. I thought, like, that was, like, so, like, that was a beautiful moment for me. Like, I thought that, like, that perfectly capitalized like not capitalized uh capsulized um like what kanye was going through at that time Mm -hmm. and like hearing it like now in like version five of donda like i was kind of disappointed that how he he wasn't able to mix it well enough to make it work you know that like he could only really do it live i guess because like he put in the never been in your family repeat thing at the end of the song instead of just on the chorus and Mm -hmm. I, i was just like oh man like that was such a great moment to see, and it's kind of like it's kind of sad that like we won't see it in that version again. At least not not until the next uh, version of Donda. No, I, I agree, and and like like when when we reacted to the first version of Donda, it was like it, it was almost like a Star Wars like narrative structure. Like it was very like there was all these skits with his mom, and then by the second album, the mom wasn't really in it too much, but she was like still present in certain parts. Um, you know what I mean? And, and at very pointed parts of the album, but then by the third thing, it was like, he was mixing up the track list thing. He was fucking it up. So it's like the, the narrative structure of it kind of left because the first part of the, the first version of the album was like his mom almost like guiding him through divorce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's cause the whole thing was about his divorce originally. Right. And then, and then that slowly started fading away per every new version of the album. Yeah. So, I mean, Really, you can see this as My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy Part 2, um, depending on how much of a stan you are. Like, if you're like me and you've been following since Yandi, the Yandi leaks, you can see these weird YouTube, you know, songs like 80 Degrees, sh- shit that I've been listening to for three years, really, like, uh, come into fruition as Hurricane 
and like 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 honestly like yeah i i love 80 degrees i listened to it so much um on youtube and in leaks and on the way to atlanta and then once i got to atlanta again i met little baby i fucking saw like like that shit live with the lights and with like the with all the people surrounding him and then the weekend verse came on which i didn't know was going to be on there and like to me that's a beautiful moment and that's something that nobody can ever experience unless they were there in that moment and if you're not a kanye stan again and and you're looking to hate kanye you know just like sometimes you know i'll admit i look i look to hate you know taylor's music like it's like you don't you don't you don't see the beauty and you don't see those moments yeah which is kind of like yeah kind of just going off that like it's really i feel like this album was for his stands more than anyone else oh 100 percent. the stem player i mean come on like (laughs) yeah right no but like you, you know what i'm saying though it's just like like you know, like people who, because since we've been covering this album for so long, I think that's the reason why we have such a like a good like appreciation for this uh, for this piece. But for people who like their first listen through to Donda was the fourth version, mm-hmm. you you know what I mean? It's just like it's like you didn't even know, like experience the same album that I did when like when I heard it for the first time. Right, and yeah, depending on how much of a stand you are, it's like you you, you can see the narrative of like bare bones to very good to okay you're kind of weird why you have marilyn manson here too what the fuck is this like when the actual donna came out i was like in denial mode like i was like i i've been listening i had been listening to the weird piece together like version of bootlegs and like shit that i had on my phone for so long and once the censored weird like weirdly sequenced version of donda came out um on spotify i was like i refuse to fucking listen to it bro it took me so long to really like sit down and be like, okay, let me do a review of this version as opposed to this version. And it was like, I I still, to this day, I think that there's a way that you can like, if you're an ultimate stand, I don't encourage this. This is parody, 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 non-actionable. You know, if you were to break into Mike Dean's house and like go into his computer and find the original, like, you know, version two and version three mixes, plus all these other like songs like life of the party and um you know even up from the ashes i think you can piece together on audacity or on some sort of software like literally like an a version of this record because hiding within all this stupid bullshit and all these weird gimmicky ploys that kanye throws in there and the fucking terrible sequencing is a beautiful album like and it's that's about something (laughs) you know just just like the fucking drink champs podcast it was just surrounded by so much bullshit that like you lose the message <laughs> yeah especially part two you know what i mean like by part two he's so <laughs> drunk and fucked up and it's like oh let's release this version maybe to clarify some of the stuff from the first part but it like makes it all worse like somehow <laughs> <laughs> right dude it's just yeah i don't know it's just like i really don't fully understand what he was really trying to do for this album like i don't know it just seems like a mess like he really did kind of just spike this deluxe version yeah the deluxe version i don't know what i would give it as a grade um if i'm because we're going back, we're back to grades now guys um for a while we were off the grades because you know we had we're off the grades 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 grades. <laughs> you know we actually didn't talk about this on the podcast maybe you know since everything is well, all safe with this situation maybe we can talk about why we stopped doing grades for one second um <laughs> at the anti-retreat oh yeah so at the anti-retreat um yeah we wanted to stop being uh haters right <laughs> well no we lost your cat 
Oh, you want to talk about that? Oh my god. We don't dude. have to go too in depth, but <laughs> essentially. Oh, we, okay. Um yeah, that was that was a day. Um it was so funny cuz like We were drunk. So we were drunk. We, we were super drunk cuz we were just like, you know, cuz you know, I, I barely see you. I barely see Eve. So when we get together, of course, we got a party, you, you know? And like we were like, all right, like now that like we're like fucked up, let's uh, relax, you know, watch a little movie. Watch uh, it was actually the Chappelle stand. <laughs> That's what we were trying to watch because uh, we're like, oh, it just came out, let's do it. Fucking like ten minutes later, I'm like, where's where's kitten? And who's also like a cat that like uh, that's uh, my brother's girlfriend's cat. And I'm just like, yo, where's where's kitten? And then we were like, I don't know. Oh, she's probably hiding. And then we're like, all right, whatever. And then we were trying to watch it. And then we're just like, you know, what? I'll be right back. I'm going to go actually check the house and see if, like, I, I could find her. And so, like, you know, like, I start getting up. I start looking around. Um, I don't really see her. And um, and then that's when, like, you and Eve were like, oh, let's go. Let's go try to find her, <laughs> like, together. Like, you know, because, like, we can't just, like, like watch, like, TV while, like, we're, we like we don't know where the cat is. Like, uh, I remember, like, you had a really good point. You were just like, yeah, like, we're fucked up and all, and we're having a good time, but, like, where's this cat? Yeah, where the fuck is the cat? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, haha, like, yeah, like, how oh, we lost the cat, and then it's just like, but, but seriously, where's this cat? Like, literally, like, an hour passes. We still can't find this fucking cat. And, and like, literally, like, like, and then I started, like, second-guessing us. I'm just like, yo, did we have, like, the door open at any point? And which we did. And then I, I remember, like, we were just like, like, oh my god, like, did she, like, get out of the fucking house? Like, did she run away? Yeah, because this cat loves to stand by the door. Like, the, the warning from, you know, the whole, the people in the house who actually own the cat is like, hey, like, uh, whenever you come out the door, make sure you close it. You know what I mean? This and that. Like, you gotta be very careful with this cat. And it's never ran away because they've been so careful, but we were being careless, and it was like, shit. Yeah, because we were fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah, so, like, I remember, like, like literally, like, like we couldn't find this cat, and, like, we checked the house, like, four times, could not find this cat. My, I, myself, I was panicking, because, like, the situation is that, like, like, since it was my brother's girlfriend's cat that she's had for, like, seven, like, to nine years, so I'm like, that is a family member. I'm like, and we just literally lost, like, her kid. <laughs> like, Bro, <laughs> it was, like, a def- it was so scary too because you see these like lost cat signs all over the place and it's like the 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 thing is with cats like sometimes they leave sometimes they come back you always see strays and it's probably somebody's cat and at the end of the day cats are like cats love to leave and cats love to run away and this and that but at the same time it's like and, and dogs don't really do that quite as much but i thought like fuck if somebody left the gate open and my dog snoopy which he just got a fresh cut bro he the fade oh my god he looks like eight years younger he's spry he's running outside he looks cute as hell bro if any of you in the audience have a dog uh and want to bring him over you know snoopy is an eligible bachelor he's old as fuck but you know he's an eligible bachelor if you have a, if you have a dog that's like maybe like 10 or you know 12 you know snoopy's looking for an experienced distinguished uh person to hang out with anyway uh if they if somebody <laughs> had lost snoopy i would be like yo fuck you like <laughs> dude seriously like i remember like i was like panicking at this at this moment and like literally like i was just like i was like fuck what do i do so i called my brother and i'm just like yo man i think i lost like i think i lost her, like her cat what sh- like what should i do and he's just like oh grab her food and start clicking clicking the, the can <laughs> until you find her and i'm like literally clicking the can so frantically i'm like literally like 
Like fucking just going through the audience like, I was outside. <laughs> Bro, I was literally like outside of the fucking like house, like doing that, like trying to like walk walking around the blocks of Philadelphia, trying to fucking find this fucking cat. Yeah, <laughs> like, walk, I was walking around with beer and like stinky like cat food, just like walking around Philadelphia, just like clearly just blending in to <laughs> just like the real life. just an average day in Philadelphia. You yeah, know? yeah. You've, you've all seen it's always sunny in Philly, but yeah, yeah. It, I, the funniest thing about it is you called your brother and you're like, oh, does she have a chip? That was the first thing you said to her. Uh, him i'm sorry and i was and then when when he said that i was like assured that maybe you had like a remote or something in in the uh, fucking like cabinet i was like oh thank god like like this like they love this cat so much whatever like it has i don't know anything about cats i was like oh they have a fucking chip tracker like oh we're good he pulls out a can of cat food i was like we are fucked (laughs) i was like i was like bro this cat is gone what the fuck i'm like god damn Dude, it was so funny. Like, literally, like, I think the funniest part of that day... Okay, well, uh, before I say it's funny, um, we ended up finding the cat. So, like, don't worry. Like, we found her. She was safe. Um, She was actually hiding in the box spring of my bed. So, like, you know, we found her. But, like, the funny part of that day was that, like, while I was out, like, walking the streets, I was, like, going up to strangers and, like, showing them pictures of this cat. They'd be like, have you seen this cat, like, at all? And every time I showed some, like, I remember, like, I showed this woman, and I'm like, hey, like, have you, like, seen this cat at all? And then, like, and she's like, what? Oh, my God, that's such a beautiful cat. And I'm just like, yeah, but, like, have you seen it around, like, at all? No, that's why I'm looking for her. It's a cat. (laughs) My cat. (laughs) Dude, literally, like, another dude that I went up to, like, I was like, I showed, like, I was just like, hey, like, uh, like, have you seen a cat going around? Like, we think it might have, like, got out. Like, could you please, like, let me know if you've seen this cat. And I showed him the picture of the fucking cat. And he's just like, oh, wow, like, that looks like a lot like my cat. It's like, bro, first of all, Troy, you're you're still peeing a little bit, but, uh, like, (laughs) it's like, bro, we didn't we didn't ask you we didn't fucking ask you if the cat was cute or not we're like have you seen the cat like dude literally like he was just like he's just like oh wow um hmm you know what that looks a lot like mine it's like oh give me your cat then <laughs> like, motherfucker let's replace it <laughs> i was just like bro like you're not fucking helping like i pretty much ruined my brother's relationship with this woman if i don't fucking find this cat <laughs> it's because it's because when you're looking for it's when you're looking for uh like a cat or when you're looking for stuff like that like 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 people around you are like, like like the lady next door was like like, like you, you said to her hey like i lost my cat and she goes oh and it's like because <laughs> it's because the stakes are not in there like whatever the stakes have nothing to do with them so they see it as like oh like i feel bad for you like oh you lost your cat like oh like oh it kind of looks like my cat like they start small talk and it's like they don't understand in your head you're like bro this is a like this is my family member like i see this fucking thing i see this cat every day i don't want to say this fucking thing it's a cat i you know shout out kitten um but like yeah like this fucking cat is here in my life every day it's like you have no stake in this i understand i can appreciate that but it's like goddamn it's like (laughs) where the fuck is it's like it's it's like stop fucking trying to talk to me like can't you tell i'm panicking (laughs) i know and then you get aggressive and then they like lock their door because it's like oh fuck like this motherfucker smells like cat food (laughs) this aggressive minorities yelling at me about fucking cats oh my god yeah man um yeah i don't know how we got on the tangent but um so grades yeah so (laughs) we ended up finding the cat (laughs) You know, I, I, uh, Troy and Eve, shout out Eve, was looking for the cat uh, out in the streets of Philadelphia, couldn't find it. Um, and then I saw it run between my legs into Troy's room under his bed. And I was like, yo, Troy, like, it, it was almost like playing GTA and you're looking for a car for like 20 minutes. And then it's like, oh shit, there's like the whatever, like the, 
whatever the fuck kind of car it is. I don't even fucking know. Like NRG. The oh, one, like, the one a, thing I missed. There's the one I need. Like, oh shit. Then you chase after it. And then it's like, yeah, then I found the cat. We all did a group hug. And then we all sat on the couch and we're like, we love, you know, we love every, we love each other. We, you know, this is great. I'm happy that we're here. I'm happy that we don't have to go home because like me and Eve would have been fucking toast. I'm like, I'm like, fuck, you know, fuck all the shit about grades and everything. Fuck all that. Like, let's like, you know, let's just appreciate music. And that's what we did for about, you know, three hours. And that was really mm-hmm. nice. But now we're back to grades. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, since like we stopped posting grades, y'all seem to want to grade uh, in comments. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are grading on my nerves. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, I don't know. Maybe, like, it's funny. Ever since we stopped grading is when like the comments like are more opinionated than ever. <laughs> I know. I thought that the grade, I thought that cutting out the grades would kind of like everybody would synthesize into one thing and be like, oh shit, like they just appreciate music and that's why they're talking about it rather than like, you know yeah great yeah exactly like like going through my shit and being like oh like you're you're rude for saying this one this person's vocals are bad (laughs) the vocals are bad i don't like them i don't know what to tell you but you don't fucking understand (laughs) it's really funny Uh, so what would you get down to deluxe as a grade (laughs) um honestly like i mean i'd like the front part (laughs) (laughs) that is in the first half not gonna lie um they had they had me in the first half um but yeah i don't know like after listening to the album and having to listen to the same song two times on the album for two hours because it was long as fuck i gotta give it like a like a c or something like it definitely is in the scene range it's just like i don't know He, he needed to cut all the different versions you know, at least put like one or two songs have a different version, not fucking five of them. Yeah, like that. That was that's kind of ridiculous. This is like if I if I left the podcast completely unedited. It's like so indulgent, and it's like I don't like the parts that we said um, and the parts where we're peaking, and the parts where like a can is off, or like the parts where like the wire is fucked up. Like those don't need to be in the podcast, like to be the art. You know what I mean? It's like you can edit yourself down, like. Mm-hmm. no seriously it reminds me of like the beginning stages of our podcast when they were like four hours fucking long yeah because <laughs> i didn't really know how to edit that well um but yeah i mean honestly like because because there is a version of donda out there that i like and that i have on my phone and that is good you know and i'm continuing to add to because i will add life of the party in there somewhere in my own in my own like head i'm gonna find a fucking place for it like fucking coping i'm gonna find a little place for it um you know donda in general the one that i can find and the one that i'll probably grade for the end of the year to be completely honest with you you know with it with a little asterisk next to it because it's almost like Kanye takes steroids because it's like how the fuck is anybody supposed to listen to this very specific version that i'm listening to so it has gonna have an asterisk next to it but that version probably gets like an a minus like the best of the best version i can find of this album cut down to everything i want you know with with the weird mixing issues because you know they're bootlegs from from other concerts I'm going to give it an so A-. If it was edited by you, you would give it an A-. minus. If I was to get into Mike Dean's house <laughs> in this parody, parody, non-actionable, non-actionable situation where I can steal the mixes from Mike Dean's house, it would be like an A. Parody, I can honestly, parody, parody. It can honestly be like an A+. Plus. That version, the, the crazy version, you know, if with Mike Dean, you know, that I can steal from his house would be an A+. Plus. The version, the best possible version I can shrink together, the Reddit version, you know, I hate to even say that, that I can shrink together, the best I can give it is an A-. minus uh the regular version of donda is like a b because it does have all the songs i like on it um you know what i mean donda deluxe gets just you know just because i i gave high praise to everything else donda deluxe honestly gets like 
if I'm being honest, because I grade things track by track, it gets like a D. Like, this shit is fucking terrible. I fucking hate this deluxe. This shit mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, you know? Like, I, I thought that, like, it's something that started off so strong. I didn't think we would we would end up like this. No, I, I feel you. bad for anybody that just casual is a casual fan. Some guy that gets out of prison and that's been in there for seven years and is like, I'm a big Kanye fan. I wonder what his new album sounds like. You know what I mean? Like... I feel like, bad. What the fuck it was this? Yeah, like you imagine being like Castaway, like Tom Hanks coming back, and then just hearing fucking <laughs> chant. <laughs> like, what Larry is Hoover Senior gets out of prison, and he's like, "Okay, let me let me listen to this man's album out of respect." You know? Oh God, I have to say good stuff about this. Like, I can totally feel it. Um, but yeah, that gets a D. It's pretty fucking bad. Anything else that he puts out, if he fucks with this album again, I'm just gonna give it fucking an F. I, like, it's just, <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm done. I'm done grading his album. It's it's annoying me. You know what I mean? But um, on the flip side, there is an artist that made their their album better. Um, and I will admit because you know I was doing a lot of trolling and a lot of fuck shit, and I lost a lot of followers and whatever. I apologize to Troy for that because you know he's a part of this page too. And I lost yeah, this. Dickhead. I lost this like a cumulative <laughs> like yeah. I lost this cumulative like eighty five followers. Um with my stupid takes but taylor taylor swift's red i'm just gonna sum it up because i already said all i need to say um i'm gonna give it a c you know with all the extra stuff and all that and the new mixes and stuff i think she did a really good job on this one fearless uh the old one the the one that came out last time felt like a cash grab it felt like she was forcing her fans to just like you know listen to something they've already listened to i think this one totally recontextualizes stuff especially with that all too well 10 minute version that she added uh, with all new lyrics and all new context and new details and with updated songwriting because she wrote the old red when she was 22. Now she's 30 and coming back with her new experiences and new collaborators and all that. And, you know, uh, as much as I don't like Taylor Swift, I will say that her deluxe version is not anything new. It doesn't deserve best new music because that's weird, but it gets a C and Don the Deluxe gets a D, you know, uh, handshaking emoji. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you might want to cut this part, but like, I like, I feel like the handshaking emoji would be like GTA lovers, Taylor Swift stands, like receiving the same project over and over again every fucking year, <laughs> <laughs> been eating it up every single year. We can keep, we can keep that in because I was the one who was doing most of the Taylor criticism. I, I didn't, I didn't, I never passed you the ball, so sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know what? Um, I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. You know, I like, I like some of the songs. You know, I'm feeling 22. <laughs> Troy, the great equalizer. Oh man, that's me, dude. Just call me Denzel. I'm Damn. the equalizer. Damn. Oh yeah, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I think that about wraps it up. Uh, we recorded a pretty long episode here. I think we got to everything we needed. Um, cryptocurrency is, is bullshit. We were gonna go to that topic if we didn't. If we um missed everything but crypto cryptocurrency is a scam uh do not get involved nfts are a scam do not get involved um it's weird that Mm -hmm. the staple center is being renamed into crypto.com arena this is really sad and like stupid very dystopian you know very dystopian Uh, yep yeah another weird thing too is that the 76ers are also sponsored by crypto.com so you see crypto.com like on their jerseys now and it's just like what yeah, it's it's crazy to see the influence of crypto, and honestly, it's like a it's honestly smoke and mirrors because Post Malone is not buying NF the, the board ape NFTs, and neither is Jimmy Fallon, and neither is Lil Baby. Um, a, a little kid on TikTok proved this to be you know definitively correct that Lil Baby did not purchase 
the board ape nft again i'm just gonna say parody parody non-actionable because just in case um little baby was transferred that nft he didn't he didn't his profile didn't purchase it some other profile purchased it and transferred the nft to him so my theory i think is that these people are being transferred these board ape nfts so that way average people or average you know uh millionaires or hundred thousand people can say oh shit you know jimmy fallon bought a board ape nft why shouldn't i you know no dude i know but you know because like sometimes people are out there um they'll buy it because like they're just blinded by the art you know (laughs) (laughs) this is the second time people are blinded by monkey nfts (laughs) and i'm tired of it oh my god literally just buy real shit don't 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 buy it's like getting a skin in fortnite you know like cool you have it but like you know, what are you going to do with it? It's not worth anything. And the gorillas already did this in 2000, okay? The gorillas already did, you know, virtual, like, monkeys, like, you know, and that was way more fun, and they actually made music and, like, had talent. Like, what, what do these bored NFTs do? They're fucking bored? Like, okay. <sighs> God damn, dude. Fucking crypto. I, man, it is the worst. It's like crypto boyfriend and... <laughs> <laughs> crypto boyfriend and OnlyFans girlfriend, is that what you're going to say? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One of those people is scamming, and one of those people is actually putting in hard work. One of those people is actually making money. <laughs> yeah, one of those people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 OnlyFans girlfriend is supporting the the crypto addict, essentially <laughs> the NFT addict. Hey, babe, a new gorilla NFT just dropped. Can, can you please? <laughs> and then she's like, "Let me get my purse." It's like, God damn it. <laughs> You know, oh, shout man. out to the OnlyFans girls. Y'all are the real business women. Fuck these crypto people. Fuck these. Fuck these people on the Machine Girl subreddit that are fucking scamming people out of money. Me specifically. Yo, fuck Reddit. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, um, let's see. I think that pretty much should cover it. Um, wanted to yeah, also say. Much. Yeah, wanted to also say. You know, uh, uh, uh completely. Um, kind of changing uh, gears right now. Annex. I think that would be the word. Annex from all this. You know, whatever content. Uh, R.I.P. Young Dolph. Uh, yeah, R.I.P. Young Dolph. He died. He's like thirty. He was like thirty-five, or you know, in his early thirties. Really young, really young rapper. Um, affiliated with Young Thug. He was on Barter Six. He's like a you know pretty successful rapper in his own right. Uh, pretty sure he survived this shooting not too long ago, and there was a whole narrative about that. Um, R.I.P. Young Dolph. He got shot in Memphis. He passed away today. Um, if anybody wants to donate to his, um, I think it's his family charity or like his mom's charity. It's called the Ida May Family Foundation. I'm going to post the link in the bio for this. I'm going to post the link in the uh, description for the you know the podcast announcement that we're going to post on Instagram. Uh, R.I.P. Young Dolph. You know, completely horribly tragic. Um, you know, you'll be missed. Yeah, definitely. R.I.P. Young Dolph. Um, anything else uh, to say? Um, not really. I mean, I, I wasn't like the biggest fan of Young Dolph, but like just, you know, just people just dying being so young, you know, it's like, it, especially like in the music industry where like it's a habit that's happening more than ever, I feel. Right. And it's just, yeah, it's just a shame, you, you know, just like people just so young and so talented are just taken away just like that. Left and right. Yeah. It's, um. Yeah, it's really tragic. It's almost like the 90s come back, you know, again, like the Tupac and Biggie and like all that like stuff that was happening like so often in the 90s has come back in full form. And it's like, 
you know, it's like every other week I see somebody either in jail or dead. And it's just like really, it's really tragic and fucked up and needs, it needs to stop. And, and I think by donating to the item, a family foundation, and I'm going to post one other thing in the, in the, um, in the bio, um, I forgot exactly the name of it, but it was a, it was a charity that Ryan actually brought up, um, on like the second or third episode where it was like kids basically getting like after school lessons. And I think, you know, something like that is definitely really beneficial to kids and beneficial to kids in, you know, uh, urban communities and people, places like Chicago that have, you know, heavy gang violence. So, you know, of course support, you know, um, young Dolph directly, but also I want to, I want to encourage you guys to support just young children out there because they're, you know, they don't, they don't know what the fuck is going on. They don't know what their future holds for them. And like, and just getting these kids lessons and getting these kids books and, you know, getting these kids, you know, um, Mm -hmm. after school help and all that kind of stuff, um, will, will help them, uh, overall, I think. So donate to them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Donate to them. I mean, like, even if you have like no emotional connection to Chicago too, like look into like your local, like, you know, local community as well. You know, you got to support yourselves out here because, you know, the federal government ain't gonna do shit no they're just they're just worried about like how our nft is going to help us like do this or that mm-hmm. and they don't they're give a fuck like jimmy fallon got the captain nft oh shit yeah it's just they don't they don't they don't care about you guys out there and it's like you know we do and you know i think we should probably donate a little bit what do you think uh yeah definitely i mean i am all right cool um i think we should cut the episode there um see you everybody yeah see you see you guys next week these niggas thought that they knew it, but they don't know it. It's not. That's why the guy they pursuing that on my shows. Hey. Took the roll out, put the violin back on. Walk in the room and I cut the lights on. Why you spinning like that? Cause I ain't never had shit. Just that real nigga paper route, why I sell shit. Never love the bitch, but I love money. In the church, paying my tax with drug money. We ain't got a new plug, got mama a new house and a couple new coops. That's how y'all nigga live. Couple bitches good, we the how nigga chill. Top flow, penthouse, still cracking seals. The Houston niggas be like that young nigga trill. Them New York niggas say that young nigga ill. My mama always told me just to kill. Ayy. My uncle always told me pack the steel. Ayy. That nigga thugger, that my motherfucking brother from a motherfucking other. I'ma show you how to make magic. Ayy. The fuck is you mad at? Got your bitch dancing all in my spot with no panties. <laughs> I said, bitch, where your motherfucking man where at? at? Fuck that, where your friends at? Down Yo. there. So 50 piece, holding had to bag it. Woo. That little bitch you loving on, I been had it. <laughs> Pull up in that Ayy. new drop, that thing nasty. Mama call on my big booty, bitch, you trash. Pussy niggas acting like they never had shit. All these bitches acting like they never had shit. I got a bad bitch, she said she always had shit. All these flawless diamonds got it looking glassy. Get that nigga slipping, I'ma do him nasty. Check out my attire, this is Spencer Fabric. Eh. We can wrestle just like Randy Savage. My jury is cold as an addict. The cushy that I spoke up, blow your lungs out. I'ma walk in that clutching like it's a firehouse. All your bitches that busted, they live in your house. Where goes up?